You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. Hey, everyone. Tim McMaster here along with our MLB.com Mets reporter, Anthony DeComo. And, Anthony, a, a tough loss on Monday, a game that got away early against the Nationals. But we can't take anything away from the week that was, a week in which the Mets played two bad teams in the Reds and the Braves, and they took care of business going 5-1. and one. I think I said on the podcast last week, this is a really a stretch where they need to go four and two or better, and five and one is certainly better. So, with that, the Mets now own the second wild card spot in the National League, slight edge over the Cardinals at this point as we record the podcast. Game and a half back of the Giants, uh, but Monday night got away early because Rafael Montero struggled to throw strikes. He goes an inning in two thirds, five hits, six earned runs. Uh, is he running out of chances as far as the 2016 Mets go in this rotation as guys start to get healthy? Oh, he's run out of chances, and it, it has nothing to do with health at this point. Uh, he's made three starts down the stretch now. Uh, wildness has been a critical problem in all of them, and uh, the Mets managed to win the first two more in spite of, of what Rafael Montero did than because of him. Uh, so Monday was it for him. He, he You know, you walked in two runs. At the first inning, he gave up two home runs in the second inning, and the Mets were never really in the game out of that. And you can, uh, after that, excuse me, and you can you can quibble about uh, Terry Collins' decision to leave Montero in the game after the first inning. His his batting slot came up, and he certainly could have been gone at that point. Um, but this is still on Montero. He's had the opportunity to pitch. Uh, he did not pitch well enough, and he is going to be gone. Now the question becomes, who replaces him? Uh, because the Mets don't have a ton of options. They do have an eight-man pitching staff right now, um, but not a lot of uh, options in there that you would say, this is the guy we want to start the game, with two notable exceptions. One is Jacob DeGrom. The other is Stephen Matz. Both are nursing injuries, and there's really a little uncertainty as we stand here on Tuesday afternoon recording this podcast as to which or either or both of those guys might be ready. Um, both have been throwing off a mound. Jacob DeGrom played catch today on Tuesday after a mound session Monday uh, and said he felt okay after it. Uh, Steven Matz has been down in Florida rehabbing from his shoulder impingement, and uh, he also is trying to get back sooner rather than later. Uh, it's certainly possible we could see one of those guys start that game. It's also possible uh, they could both pitch in that game in a sort of a piggyback situation because neither, frankly, at this point is stretched out long enough to go six or seven innings by themselves. Uh, and the third option, of course, is it's entirely possible either of them might be ready, in which case the Mets could either uh, go bullpen game, given how many arms they have down there, uh, or they could just skip the slot altogether and move everyone up, everyone else up. They have an off day on Thursday, which would allow them to do that. Uh, it's not an ideal situation because uh, a lot of these guys are going on fumes right now in the rotation, having pitched so many innings, uh, and, and certainly the Mets are in a pennant race, and that's part of what got them in this predicament to begin with. But uh, long, a short answer to a, to a long one would be there's a lot of options with a lot of balls in the air right now, and most of it depends upon the health of uh, Stephen Matz and Jacob DeGrom. When you look at those options, by far the most entertaining and interesting option is for both of them to pitch, because that's thinking outside the box, I think, Anthony. And I think the more of that we have in baseball, the better. Uh, to be able to go with Matz and DeGrom in a start and kind of split the the lifting, and, and then they're both kind of getting some innings in. To me, that's that's great thinking on the part of the Mets, and it would be fascinating to see how it worked out and, and something that maybe other teams look at as they get guys back because 
you know neither guy is going to go deep into a game. So if each of them could throw three innings, four innings, there you go. Well, I mean, the way the Mets are looking at it is these guys have reached the point now where they're uh, at full strength or at least something close to full strength throwing off mounds on the yeah. side uh, in the bullpen. So why not spend those bullets in an actual game? Uh, the counter argument is, well, you could start Jacob DeGrom, but he might only be able to give you, say, three innings, even if everything goes great. And I think that's what they're looking at and saying, fine, give us those three innings in a game. And then if Steven Matz is in the same situation, maybe he can give us three, three of our of his own and then we get into the later innings and you can mix and match however you like. Uh, that, that's the ideal situation. And I think that's the way they're looking at it is, uh, look, let's just spend these bullets at the big league level because we are independent rich. We are playing games that matter. And uh, why put out the Rafael Monteros or the Gabriel Noahs or, or the Sean Gilmartins or whoever it might be of the world, have them start those games when we have. Jacob DeGrom, a rookie of the year, a, a perennial Cy Young contender, and uh, Stephen Matz, who was himself a rookie of the year candidate this year uh, before injuries took over. Uh, why not start those guys instead? Uh, I think certainly there's a very compelling argument for it. But again, as I feel like I've said every week on this podcast, uh, they have to be ready. They have to be healthy. Uh, the Mets can't rush them back just because those are the names that they want pitching in a pennant race. They have to be the best options, and they will only be that if they really are truly, honestly healthy enough to pitch and pitch at a high level, pitch at 100% or at least something close to it. That's what the Mets are waiting to see. That's what they will find out in the coming days. And, uh, yeah, it could make for an interesting, fun game if it winds up being that we see Jacob deGrom and Stephen Matz pitch back-to-back in the same game. I think one benefit maybe you have in that situation is you don't want your starters to guys that are ingrained in your rotation like Matz and deGrom. You don't necessarily – want to be using them out of the bullpen, something they're not as used to. But if they know, say you go into the game and you know, hey, Jacob's going to go three innings, I mean, to a degree, Matt's can probably prep like it's a start, knowing when he's kind of going to get the ball, as opposed to we're not sure when we'll bring you in, but hopefully you can help us at some point. There could be more of a set preparation as far as his scheduling and getting ready, not for a 7.05 start, but maybe for a 8.05 or 8.10 entrance into the game. Yeah, absolutely. And more than anything, you know, uh, even if you had just Jacob DeGrom pitching in relief of someone else, which was a possibility earlier this week, uh, you, you don't want these starting pitchers in a situation where they have to come in with runners on the corners and two outs and get you out of a jam. Uh, that's not what they're used to doing and not saying Jacob DeGrom or Steven Metz couldn't do that, um, but these guys are creatures of habit, certainly, and they're used to taking a long time to warm up for games. Uh, sometimes the stretching for some of these guys will start hours before a 7.05 start. Um, you know, they will throw quite a few more pitches in a bullpen for a game than a reliever would. So, yeah, I think there's something to be said for that. Uh, for guys knowing, even though they're in the bullpen, that they're going to come in roughly a certain time. They're going to start an inning, zero outs, no one on the bases, and it'll be very much like a start for Steven Matz or Jacob DeGrom if that's what it winds up being. Uh, so it's, it's definitely going to be something to look out for. Uh, I think certainly it will give Mets a, a boost of energy, of adrenaline, of, adrenaline, of optimism uh, if it winds up that they're playing one of these games in a pennant race here. And all of a sudden, they have Jacob DeGrom and Stephen Matz's options on the mound, which they haven't had for all of September. Uh, I think it would be a very nice thing for the Mets. Uh, again, health comes first, and that's what the Mets are gauging right now. Ioannis Cespedes with a big grand slam on Sunday and hitting again and starting to carry this team a little bit again. How healthy is Cespedes at one point? And in your viewpoint, I guess, of 
right now? Is he, you know, give me a percentage of how healthy Yohannes Cespedes is. Healthy enough. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I really couldn't give you a percentage, and Yohannes Cespedes couldn't either. Uh, I know that's a bit of a cop-out, but the fact is uh, his leg is bothering him still. His quad, the strain that landed him on the disabled list for a few weeks there in August. Uh, yeah, that's still there, and it's probably going to continue to be there uh, for the rest of the season. I put a, a Drupal Cabrera in the same boat. Uh, his knee injury that bothered him to varying degrees in spring training, uh, it's not just going to go away here down the stretch as we get into the very late season. Uh, is there, these guys are going to continue to play a injury. And you know, what I find interesting is that while maybe they would benefit from days off, maybe you want to assess this would benefit from a day off here. Uh, he wants to be in this pennant race, and the Mets had a blowout game against the Braves over the weekend. And Jonas Cespedes specifically asked Terry Collins to stay in the game and finish it out. He had a grand slam in that game, and maybe it wasn't wise. Maybe he should have gotten off his feet, off that leg for a couple innings. Uh, but I do think it speaks to the attitude around here, which is, hey, we have a job to do. And yeah, maybe I'm not 100 at 100 percent, but. We're at a time of year when very few people are. And if that means you want to assess this is at 70% or 75% when other guys are at 90, uh, it almost is what it is at this point. Uh, the Mets are going to ride their horses, and uh, those horses seem willing to be ridden at this point. And that's a good thing for the Mets. They need all these guys. Uh, well, certainly they have depth now with the September call-ups, as all teams do. Uh, they don't want to be starting guys who aren't their options A, B, and C here in September. They want to be starting the guys who got them here, starting the guys who put them in this position where they are a favorite to win a National League wildcard spot. And uh, I think everyone on the, real, uh, on, the, in, on the roster realizes that and is tugging on the same end of the rope. One more thing I wanted to cover with you in this podcast, Anthony, is Wally Backman, AAA manager of the Mets, or was the AAA manager of the Mets in Las Vegas, has left the organization. Uh, and he's come out and kind of said that the reason for him leaving the organization felt like he didn't really have a, a future or, or upward mobility, I guess, within the organization, which I guess is is a point anybody could make when, when leaving a job when they don't feel that way. But you're a AAA manager I mean, the only way up from there would be the big league manager, right? And the Mets have one of those right now. It was an interesting comment, interesting take, I thought, from Backman. Well, I mean, he, it's no secret that Wally Backman has wanted a big league coaching job. And it doesn't have to be a manager. He can be a third-base coach or a bench coach. And those opportunities have arisen yeah. during his tenure here. But I think there was obviously a disconnect between him and between the Mets' front office. And it never really got solved. Um you know, Wally Backman had aspirations and still does have aspirations. And uh, certainly after, I believe it was seven years as a minor league manager, uh, he started at St. Lucie uh, after managing an independent ball after, uh, you know, originally he was to manage the D-backs and that fell apart for various legal financial reasons and investigation into his background that maybe should have been done before his hire. But long story short, he wound up with the Mets. Uh, he managed in uh, single A, and he made it all the way up to Triple A, and spent five years there. And uh, I think you saw the writing on the wall that at this point he was not going to get promoted to the big league staff. Uh, they had multiple opportunities to do so. The Mets did, and they declined every one of them. Uh, so Wally Backman has decided to move on. And uh, I think players who played for Backman are certainly disappointed uh, because he was well liked. Uh, he was certainly a fan favorite. Uh, as a lot of 1986 Mets are, and he was outspoken back then. He's still outspoken here. Uh, and I think a lot of those guys do this, and, and 
you know, hope he gets a good job and hope he gets an opportunity, the type of opportunity that he's looking for in another organization. Uh, but the thought that he was going to get it with the Mets, uh, that window does seem to have closed or it seems to have had closed maybe uh, a little while ago. So certainly you can understand why a guy with Wallace's ambition uh, would want to move on. This has been MLB.com Extras, our Mets edition for Anthony DeComo. I'm Tim McMaster. Tune in again next week. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.